welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Ozone. How much do you know about ozone? Do you know that it's three oxygen molecules that are bound together in a very specific way? Do you know that it can be both very toxic to your body, but at the same time, very healing to the body if you know how to use it, how to harness it properly? My guest today is that person. Her name is Eileen Durfee. She's a nuclear, a former nuclear power plant engineer, and she has an incredible healing story that she'll tell us about. And then we're going to deep dive into ozone. I'm going to tell you that ozone is only one of the areas of expertise that this woman has, but it's the topic that we picked for this episode. Maybe we'll bring her back for another one on another day. So if you decide that you want to look into the products that she talks about on this episode, you're going to want to go to bit.ly forward slash ozone NN, and you can use discount code NAT10 to save 10% off of any of the ozone products there. But once you're there, shop around the site. There's some pretty cool stuff. If you get value from this podcast, you know what to do. Leave us a review, share it out with your friends and your networks. Oh yeah. And if you want to find Eileen on Instagram, you can go to Creatrix with an X solutions. Uh, that's her, her Instagram handle. Thank you so much for being here. I totally appreciate you guys. And we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and then we're going to dive deep into ozone. Quick word from our sponsor, Berkeley Life Professional. If you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me talk about nitric oxide, a vital molecule made naturally in the body, responsible for vasodilation and circulation. But as we produce less of it as we age, resulting in diminished blood flow, I, along with many of my listeners, have been supporting our nitric oxide levels with an easy daily dietary nitrate supplement called Berkeley Life. But did you know that nitric oxide also has topical impacts? Berkeley Life's new topical nitric oxide serum combines vitamin C and nitrite to create nitric oxide gas directly on the skin. I get a beautiful blush for about five or 10 minutes as the serum goes to work on my skin's microvasculature without any kind of burning or tingling sensation. I'm now using the serum daily alongside my Berkeley Life supplement. As the biggest organ in my body, I know my skin is thanking me for the improved delivery of oxygen and nutrients being delivered through my circulatory system, thanks to nitric oxide. Berkeley Life is available only through health practitioners. So you can access Berkeley Life products at berkeleylife.com and use my practitioner code NIDDBL to place your order and get 10% off that first order. Once again, berkeleylife.com. And now let's get back to the episode. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. Welcome to the podcast, Eileen Durfee. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Well, thanks for having me back. <laughs> it is a pleasure. So you guys, we did record this episode I, it was last winter sometime, actually, and it's taken us this long to re-record it. We had some we had some technical issues. I was, you know, it was one of those podcasts where I called up, we called up Eileen's team and said, you know what, we can do better. So Eileen was gracious enough to come back and we are doing a podcast. Really, I think we're going to focus a lot on water and ozonating water and, and ozone and the benefits of ozone. But Eileen, before we dig into our topic, Let's have you tell people a little bit about your fabulous background, because you do have a fascinating background that brings you to, brings you in a very particular way to the world that you're in right now, which is really like your website, Creatrix Solutions, is all about like things to optimize your health in ways that you never maybe thought possible before. So, so tell us a little bit about you, because uh, you've got a great, great background there. Well, I've pretty much been sick my whole life, uh, but I started out in the nuclear power plant industry. I was a quality engineer and, you know, worked a lot with uh, construction. So I was around a lot of toxins. These days, OSHA, you know, will make sure you've got respirators and have fresh air and all this. And uh, I became very sick. Later on, I learned 
that my body wasn't eliminating toxins and I was just overloaded. And I mean, I just had just about everything wrong with me that you can imagine. Mm. And so, I mean, I did everything from teach blueprint reading to auditing to statistical analysis, a lot of different things. And so the way my mind works is, you know, I'm a gizmo woman and I try everything and then I go to sleep and I see it. I see drawings, I see solutions and I didn't have any brothers. So my dad's very mechanical. We've got a lot of inventors in the family. So it's like fun to like do prototypes and try this. It's like making the light bulb sometime. Not, not that bad, but yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's like puzzle solving. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my background where my illness drove me to come up with better widgets and solutions that are easier to integrate into our lives. And, and, you know, now just turning 60 years old and feeling better than I did when I was in my twenties, you know, sleeping well, waking up with energy, you know, just, you know, feeling good, you know, so now I'm wanting to help other people. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. You know, people who come to this as problem solvers for themselves and people with a skill set like you have, like being an engineer, having that coming from a family where, you know, problem solving is a hobby or it's it's just what you guys do really in a way. I mean, it kind of set you up to do what you're doing now. Sometimes, you know, we wonder about how the universe works, right? And right. Uh, had you been uh, healthy and hale your whole life, you might not have turned your attention to this stuff. So, right. <laughs> so really interesting. But I mean, I guess, obviously, as you said, it was that job. It's that toxic environment, ultimately, that led you to a place where you were so unwell that you had to start finding solutions for yourself. Yes. People will go to your website and see that there's a lot there. But we decided today that we would really hone in on maybe a couple of things. And the thing that I really I'm fascinated by and I want to know more about. So, guys, you're coming on this journey with me (laughs) is is ozone. So you have on your website ozone generators like an ozone bubbler that you can use to bubble ozone through water. And I think you can bubble ozone through oil as well. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what brought you to ozone and did you solve any of your own problems with ozone? And well, in the late 1990s, I learned about ozonating water at the time. I thought everything wrong with me then was because I had candida and I had to eat you know, I was eating paleo before paleo existed because of the low carbs and, you know, just meats and vegetables for the candida. And, you know, it was like, you know, even if when I switched from uh, medicine that were antifungals that are toxic to your body to natural antifungals, that darn stuff mutates against it all the time. You know, what you take. Yeah. You know, and so when I came across ozonated water, you know, I heard about it, you know, and so I started cleaning my vegetables because that's the other thing. When you have candida really bad, you're really sensitive to molds or any kind of thing. So I was using it to clean all my foods before I ate them and then they would last longer, but then I wouldn't have the allergy reactions to the things that were on the plants and Mm -hmm. vegetables. And then I started drinking it on an empty stomach. And, you know, when you've got candida really bad, you're fatigued all the time. It's hard to think, you know, you're just tired. And one of the things that I noticed is I started having more energy. Hmm. And if I drank enough ozonated water, I hardly had to take any of my antifungals where it was keeping the candida populations, you know, suppressed. And so that was my first experience with it. Of course, back then, I didn't know about inhaling the gas that wasn't dissolved in the water. I didn't know that I was causing permanent lung damage. Uh, I didn't know a lot of these things. At the time, there was a company selling ozone air purifiers. and, And later on, the Federal Trade Commission shut them down because everybody was like ozonating the air in their home and they would love, some people would love the smell of it, but it was very, very dangerous. Oh, you're kidding. like sniffing glue. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And, 
And so people didn't really understand that, that, you know, they know that they're killing the microbes in the air and the pathogens because of the ozone, but then they're breathing it. They don't correlate the fact, you know, some people will get headaches and they'll get nauseous and, and sick, but other people don't, but they may just have indigestion in their stomach. And they didn't realize that inhaling the ozone gas was causing the indigestion. And so I started learning more about what breathing ozone does uh, when my son was going to school at the University of Washington, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, the, the EPA says that you should not have more than 0.02 part per millions of ozone gas in the air or it's dangerous. So they took basically healthy population and populations of people like with COPD or asthma. And they came up with the 0.02 because of the COPD and asthma. They're like very susceptible to the ozone gas. Right. Like in a healthy person, they were able to breathe concentrations up to 0.1 wow. part per million in the air without, you know, having health effects. But, uh, you know, I wanted to know why, what is actually going on in mm-hmm. the body when you inhale the ozone gas? Well, one of the things when we inhale air, our body is having oxygen binder receptor sites in our lungs. So the one thing that my son, who's a biologist with a major, a minor in chemistry is they said, mom, that ozone is competing with oxygen receptor sites in the lungs. So a lot of people that say, oh, I love the smell of ozone. It makes me breathe deeper. The first thing I say, because after talking with my son is, hey, you're breathing deeper because your body knows it needs more oxygen. It is it's getting reduced amount of oxygen, you know, in the lungs. Now, the other bad part about this, the lung damage, see, our lung tissue is full of lipids Mm -hmm. and ozone is like three molecules of oxygen, O1, O1, and O1. You know, normal oxygen, O2. In in nature, things that are paired are stable. Yeah. Things that, you know, it's like a third wheel. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd man (laughs) out. (laughs) That third singlet is not going to stick around very long, and it breaks off of there, and then it oxidizes. And so in the lung tissue, what it's doing is it's, it's like burning. They say it gives like the lungs a sunburn. Wow. So then you're having to turn over cell tissue in your lungs. So you're causing, you know, permanent lung damage. And systemically, we talked about how that goes into, you know, uh, causing, you know, gastrointestinal, you know, upset and things like that. Some people will get headaches. Some people, you know, like somebody with COPD or asthma, literally they could die from inhaling more than 0.02 part per million ozone in the air. Yeah. And so those air purifiers that I think the company was Alpine Air back then, you know, in the 90s, you know, some of the listeners may even had some of those, but, you know, it was very dangerous And even now people will have, you know, ozone generators and I had ozone generators and I've used them. And so once I learned about the lung damage, I would do things like put the ozone machine underneath my exhaust fan in my kitchen and I would turn it on and then I would leave Yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) because I bought those ambient air meters. And I mean, oh my gosh, it's like three and four part per million, not like 0.1. So it's wow. like if you can smell ozone, it is causing lung damage. So, so why would you use ozone? And would you, is there any situation in which you would use ozone in, in a room? Like, would you basically turn it on to clean the air per se, and then turn it off, air out the room? And like, is there any point in doing that? There's got to be a better way to clean the air in your room. I mean, that is not going to cause you lung damage, which sounds and you and guys, just to be clear, we're going to get to the good parts of ozone because there are a lot of benefits 
to ozone and safe and beneficial ways to use it, which I'm sure many of you know about. But I wanted to start with this because I've I've got like this little ozone generator I'm supposed to put in my sauna. And I've heard of people doing that and having really unpleasant experiences. So that's, this is why we're having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, what I do with mine is like when I'm getting ready to leave, I turn it on and have it discharge in the air and I leave because I set it for like 30 minutes. Okay. And, and then by the time I get back home, it's just pretty much because ozone is tremendous. You know, a molecule of ozone is equal to three to 10,000 molecules of chlorine. Right. There's something I read something about it. You can use it in a pool instead of chlorine. Yeah, uh, but it's like 3,500 times more pathogenic to microbes and, you know, all these things without any of these toxic effects. So I use ozone in the air all the time, but right before I leave. Right. So if you have pets, though, you, you know, if you have pets on. indoors, you don't want to, you know, leave it on. But uh you know, that's what you should do is you should limit it. And so I got into this world of, okay, what do we have out there for degassing options? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm always using an ozone generator to dissolve the ozone gas into water. But when you're using these bubblers, only 15% of the ozone gas actually stays in the water. If we can convert ozone to ozonated water, that ozonated water is safe. It's like, and there's different types of matter, you know, gas, any kind of gas is the most reactive. Mm -hmm. When you get to a liquid, it's less reactive. And then of course, a solid is the most stable. Right. Yeah. And so when we can dissolve ozone gas into water, that is a miracle. And we'll talk about all the things we can use ozonated water for. Uh, but so I went on this journey of buying gizmos to degas ozone. And of course, it was just like I was unhappy with everything that I bought. One of them, it was $275. And it was just like a college science beaker <laughs> with this little straw that went down with a few little nubs on it. And when I was ozonating it with that unit, I couldn't even get the water to one part per million because the bubbles were too large. So it wouldn't do the transfer into the water fast enough. And then it had these tubes that went to like this long PVC pipe. So, I mean, it looked ugly as sin, you know, (laughs) and it was like, you know, trying to carry it around. I'm going to break this thing that doesn't even work, you know? (laughs) So, so that was my first journey. I bought myself a 3d printer and I started drawing gizmos and printing them and then trying them. And I ended up creating Something super simple that's easy to use. Yeah. Just it's a it's a filter cap that screws on a glass jar. Yeah. And then I'm then I'm using an FDA approved stainless steel diffuser with really small pores. So it ozonates the water super fast. Yeah. Then it then it's got these holes in here. So the ozone gas that doesn't go in the water goes up into this filter medium. And this filter medium, you fill it up once and it'll last 10 years. And what's it filled with? Is that carbon? That is copper manganese pellets. Okay. So for you guys who are listening to this, if you ever wander over to YouTube, this will be on YouTube. Um, Eileen's holding up her device right there. So those are what did you say? Copper, manganese, and manganese what? pellets. They're okay. just it's copper, manganese rocks. They're and so what do know, they do? Uh, they deactivate the uh, the ozone, basically. That they escapes from the, the yeah. They immediately cause the O one, the third wheel, to break off. So then okay. pure oxygen comes out, and with my ozone meter, a hundred percent of ozone is degassed. Period. And so when the O one, when you've got two O ones hanging out on alone, are they going to come together as an O two? Yeah, yeah, they. Yeah, so it'll okay. be O3, so the O1 breaks off and you end up having O2, so you end up having pure oxygen. Okay. And that's that's why 
you know, this is so fabulous, but now it's safe. I don't have to turn on my exhaust fan. I don't have to leave the room. I can make my water. I can drink it, you know, and I'm just filing another patent on a gizmo so you can degas everything in your kitchen sink, you know, do a whole half a sink at the same time. And uh, when you say degas, you mean you're going to bubble the water, you're going to fill your kitchen sink with water and bubble ozone through that water. And you're not going to be at risk of inhaling the ozone that comes off. Nothing, nothing. I had a dream and I have the solution. (laughs) I've already done the patent search. I've had the drawings done. I'm getting ready to file right now. Wow. We have something that's, you know, easier than this because, you know, even though this this will completely saturate with ozone in five minutes, yeah. still to clean, you know, vegetables and have you need enough, a lot of it, you know, yeah, you need a lot of it. But that's great for drinking, you know, the water. So what Eileen was holding up there is basically one of those mason jars that has a handle. So it looks like a mason jar mug. Uh, right. And that looks yeah, like it's yeah. maybe like half 32 a liter, ounces, 32, 32 ounces. OK, so it's it's relatively small. So basically, if you have an ozone bubbler, you don't want to just stick it into an open container of water and bubble away because you're going to get an escape of ozone out of that water that's going to go into the air and that you're going to be breathing in that could be that will be actually not good for you. What about if you're bubbling um, ozone through oil? Because I know that there's, there's applications for ozonated olive oil, which we can talk about as well. Would you use that same device? And does the, is there less escape of ozone from the oil or more? Because I, somehow I imagine oil is viscous. And so maybe it would hang on to more of it. So is there a difference there? So less, Less does escape out, but you still, when the bubbles pop at the reservoir of oil, you are still getting it into the air. People claim that, oh, it's going to be encapsulated by little tiny particles of the olive oil. Well, it's going to oxidize that because it's oil. And so it's still a risk for the lungs. Okay. So there's a lot of people that teach to ozonate through olive oil, kind of like a filter, but I did that and I had my ambient ozone meter and it was still exceeding the amount that caused lung damage. Hmm. So yeah, it's not going to be as bad, but it's still not the solution. It's still not safe. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, and you know, so interestingly enough, so you get this ambient air meter, is that an expensive thing? Cause is that something people can just buy or about a thousand dollars. Okay. So then what we want to do is talk to experts like you and let you use your ambient meter and tell us how we can <laughs> avoid needing to have one. All right. <laughs> yeah. So you need a degassing apparatus, you know, okay. and so they sell a beaker one you can buy from Canada with that ridiculous tube thing, $275. Or I sell the one that I got the utility patent on for two nineteen ninety nine. dollars Or I have a package if you buy the ozone generator that's 800 milligrams per hour together, you get it at a discounted rate, cheaper than buying each one individually. Okay. And then, uh, you know, occasionally that one goes on sale. But the reasons why, you know, people really want to think about drinking ozonated water. Yeah. Let's get into the good part now. Cause we've talked about all the scary stuff. So now let's get into the, we've talked about the dark side. Let's move into the light <laughs> of that is ozone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people have heard about, uh, you know, getting their blood taken out, ozonated and put back in their body. There's a lot of health benefits. You need a medical doctor. You need a special kind of ozone generator that's fed by oxygen tanks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then uh, there's also ways to uh, have an oxygen fed machine to dispense gas into bags. And then these bags are put into your ear, orifice, you know, vaginally, rectally, yeah, you know, all these different right? avenues and it's called encephalation. So, and those have medical 
you know, applications. So let's talk a bit about So let's back up a bit. So if I'm, if I'm using, you know, an ozone and I know there's a multiple, some people do 10 pass, other people will do a two pass. So I guess that's how many times the blood goes through this ozonating process. The idea is that the ozone is going to go after, be pathogenic to pathogens. So it's going to kill the pathogens in the blood. And it doesn't affect the good stuff in you. Like, how do we? Let's explain that. Yeah, whether let's you're do that. Whether you're doing encephalation or in yeah. the blood or whether you're ozonating your own water and drinking it, the, the miracle of ozone is, see, when your body has enough oxygen in it, cells have a protective enzyme coating around them. But if your cell is infected with bacteria, virus, or it's, you know, growing rogue, like, you know, cancer, whatever, or if you don't have enough oxygen in your body, cells begin to lose that protective enzyme coating. That's when they become susceptible to infection, you know, to pathogens. And so ozone smart, it will not (laughs) touch any of the cells that have that enzyme coating on them. So what does it do? It's going blowing holes into cells and re- helping your body recycle the ones, you know, that are infected, that are growing crazy, you know, so it helps the immune system dramatically mm-hmm. and allows the body, it takes the straws off the camel's back because, right. you know, there's multiple studies online um, from the uh, National Center for Biotechnology Information, you know, NIH.gov, where, you know, I'll read the list. And this is, you know, because there's different studies from the encephalation, the gas, but here's one for ozonated water benefits. It includes increased glutathione peroxidase, superoxide dismutase, catalase, prostacyclin, red blood cell glycolysis rate, oxygen metabolism, and inactivation of bacteria, viruses, fungi, yeast, and protozoa. Wow. So unlike, you know, medicines that, you know, uh, are going to kill bacteria or have antiviral effects, a lot of those pathogens mutate against them. And so they become superbugs where nothing can kill them. Right. Well, with ozone, nothing can mutate against that oxidation. Right. You know, so so when that O1 breaks off, it's like destroying it. There's there's no way it can ever stop that process. Mm-hmm. And so when it's smart, so it's not going to damage your good cells. But it's it's going to lower your uh, infection because everybody, even though we don't have an infection, you know, yeah, it's going to lower your, your microbial load. Right. And yeah, and yeah. I guess and I mean, we could anthropomorphize it and say it's smart or we could say it just doesn't chemically bind to the healthier cell for any number of biochemical reasons, whether it's the charge on the cell and the charge of the ozone, whatever it is, it's not compatible to the healthy cell that's basically right. protected versus right. the, you know, a cell that's unhealthy that would be more susceptible to its effects. It sounds right. pretty magical. Sounds like I want to be drinking buckets of this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, the EPA, uh, when they find areas of contaminated groundwater, they drill wells, injection wells. Then they had these giant ozonators and they ozonate groundwater to clean up the contamination. No kidding. And so we're mostly water. So that's, so it's not a miracle enough that this <laughs> thing's in activating bacteria and viruses, fungi, yeast, you know, amoebas, all this other bad stuff for us. To, so our immune system can not be so taxed you know, it's going to clean up heavy metals and all these other things that are layered up in our cells being used like junkyard parts 
you know, because that's the other thing people don't realize is that if your body can't get calcium where it needs to go, it will like attract lead like a magnet, but lead is bad. And so this will help break down lead and all these things, just like the groundwater, you know, so drinking this water, you know, it's got those two benefits. And then if that's not enough, Wait, there's After more. After that oxidation happens, what's left over from ozone? Pure O2. Right. And this is kind of like the scenario of a dog chasing its tail. When you think about your body has an oxygen hierarchy, you know, it's like when we're indoors and we're sedentary, we're not having the oxygen levels like we should. That's why we're trying to deep breathe or trying to be active, you know, but earth just has a lot less oxygen as well. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't have enough oxygen, our body selectively starts letting go of those enzyme coatings on the cells. And so, you know, and it, and it knows that your brain and your bone marrow is more important than your joint cartilage. Right. So it like selectively, so we're almost like a gelatin that needs alternator. So we jump start our car and we drive without the headlights on. Right, right, right. So this is going on with the cells with oxygen. So the miracle is, is after it gets done cleaning up and deactivating all the bad guys we're fighting, it's actually flooding our body with more oxygen. So we're getting more enzyme coating on our cells. So they're less prone to infection. Wow. It's phenomenal. I mean, this is like one thing everybody should be doing. Yeah, no kidding. Not breathing it, <laughs> drinking it. <laughs> Not drinking Not bring it. it. That's right. It. It. And I was I was actually reading because I was poking around on PubMed before we we hopped on the podcast and they were talking about insufflation. And in this case, they were talking about vaginal insufflation, actually. And we know that, you know, there's a microbiome, we have microbiome specific, like in, on your skin, in your colon, in every orifice of your body. And in this study, what they had actually showed, because, you know, it's like when you take an antibiotic or an antiviral, they're non-selective. So what we, right. we do know is that it, they disrupt the microflora of whatever of, of our bodies, and as a result, we end up with overgrowth of the wrong stuff. We get rid of the pathogens, but we end up with all these other imbalances. And to your point, I think it, this speaks a little bit to what you're talking about. In the case of the vaginal microbiome, it didn't negatively affect the positive species of the lactobacillus and whatever that we want and actually went after or, or eradicated, if you will, the negative bacteria or viruses or pathogens that were existing there. So it helped to restore balance, which I thought was really interesting because again, we're talking about the selectivity of a compound that is, you know, at the end of the day, we can talk about it being smart. It's three molecules of oxygen. Like it just does not have a brain, (laughs) But, but there's something about the electrical charge and the magnetism, like whatever it is that it's able to bind and attack certain things. And, the stuff that we want is ultimately not susceptible to it. You know, that's, that's the miracle of drinking it and what it can do for you. But I take it one step further is, is, you know, there's a lot of food poisoning that, you know, isn't associated with, Oh, I don't feel bad because I have food poisoning. A lot of people can have symptoms that are not diagnosed correctly, but it is coming from the food that they're eating. Right. Not so to, like low not level. to mention. Yeah. But not to mention the stuff that can kill you, like E. coli mixed on some lettuce or, you know, salmonella or listeria in the food. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. When I think about going out to eat, it's like I cringe to go eat at a salad bar because I know they didn't wash everything in ozonated water. I mean, literally, I could take strawberries that was proven to kill somebody and I could ozonate them because everything is a contact time concentration for a kill rate. Mm -hmm. Like E. coli takes 0.1 part per million of ozonated water for 15 seconds. That's of it. washing that and it can 
it kills it. But like my ozonator will make 1.5 part per million ozonated water. So it's instantaneous. One of them, one yeah. of them I have, the, the bigger one makes six part per million ozonated water. And so it's like killing all this stuff on contact. And also, you know, if you look at foods under a microscope, there's all kind of insect larvae, <laughs> you know, there's parasites that are going to go inside your body and hatch. And, you know, here we're all doing all this parasite program. Well, well let's cut it right down. Let, let's yeah. quit putting it in first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll save thousands on antiparasitics. <laughs> <laughs> Hey folks, just a quick minute to thank our sponsor for this episode, Oxford HealthSpan, makers of Primadine, the only spermidine supplement that I personally use and recommend to my clients and family. Spermidine has earned a permanent spot on my longevity stack. Research has shown that spermidine positively impacts six of the nine hallmarks of aging, including protecting your DNA from damage as you age. Regular users also experience visible results after just one to three months, including better hair, skin, nails, and deeper sleep. I choose Primadine because it is the only spermidine supplement on the market that is free of any additives or excipients, while including a prebiotic to feed your own bacteria to make more of your own spermidine. And now Primadine also has a gluten-free version. To try Primadine, go to primadine.com and use discount code BIONAT15 to save 15% off your purchase. And now let's get back to the episode. So do you wash all of the food that you eat? Like, would you, if you're having chicken, would you rinse your chicken in ozonated water or your steak or... Like yes. and you don't have to soak it. Obviously, it sounds like you can just kind of run it under the water and you're done. Right. So I have another utility patent that I have granted <laughs> to me that I haven't made yet, but it actually with the different degassing technology that grounds the positive. And so we're going to be able to turn on our faucet right now. You can turn on your faucet and have ozonated water, but you're going to spend $25,000 to have that. Yeah, it's a bit because of, an of that yeah. because of that degassing technology. I have a new degassing technology that I got the utility patent and it's a disruptive patent. It's going to get rid of all of these giant hoppers with the heaters, with those pellets. I mean, it's going to make it obsolete. And, uh, but, you know, I can just imagine myself on the cooking show, maybe with Bobby Flay with a black light, which they say, don't rinse your chicken breasts, right? Cause you're going to get manila everywhere. And they show how you get it on your kitchen sponge and it goes all over the counters. Yeah, yeah, how you yeah. think you're cleaning everything and you're just spreading, spreading it around. around. <laughs> right. So I would just be there with the black light showing all the microbes crawling all over and I'll just put turn on the faucet and ozonated water will just rinse it and they'll just disappear. So for now I ozonate water and I rinse my meat in it for about five seconds. And then it's completely, those populations are killed. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I cook with it. And so, you know, so for all my meats, all the vegetables, all that, because the surfaces, especially if somebody's juicing and they're not cooking some of that stuff, you know, it's just going right in for your immune system to have to fight. So, yeah. And then you can rest assured, even if there's a recall for salmonella or E. coli, you're not going to get sick from it because it's going to be non-existent. You know, I think part of the problem there is also people eating these highly processed foods like processed meats. That's that's where we're getting a lot of these recalls and listeria issues, which shockingly sounds a lot like hysteria. But, you know for a good reason, I guess. And you're, I don't, I don't imagine, I mean, I don't eat a lot of processed meat, but I can't imagine myself rinsing this, you know, a slice of Turkey, but at the same time, if I'm drinking the ozonated water, that's going to offer some protection as well. Right. Yes. Yes. It will. At the same time, like if there's been circumstances where, you know, it's like I've eaten something and Costco saying there's a recall for this or whatever, just as good measure, even though I cleaned it in there, I just go my, myself a glass of ozonated water, take some hydrochloric acid, and, you know, just down it, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Gonna, die, gonna chase die. that thing. <laughs> 
so then we've, we've got it covered on food. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I mean, probably should all be doing it. And, and it's interesting, you know, because as I was, um, again, as I was thinking about this, we have a, we have a cabin by a lake and at, on a lake and we have beavers in the water. So we don't drink the lake water, even though we have a water filtration system. And we also have a lot of iron in the water. So the water's kind of red. It's actually not kind of red. It is red because of the amount of iron. So I was wondering if, and you would, you had mentioned that ozonating the water will remove the minerals. So in essence, if we're ozonating our drinking water, we have to remineralize the water after we've removed the, we've ozonated it. If that's all you're drinking, which I don't think it would be. Well, you want to, you want to drink the ozonated water while it's still active. How long is it active for after you've ozonated it? It depends on the temperature of the water, the pH and the total dissolved solids. But typically you know, you want to drink it within 15 minutes. It could okay. last up to 30 minutes. Okay. But so because you want the oxidation to happen while it's inside your body, you just got to drink that down. And then your next glass, I, and I use spring water just because I'm not a fan of unstructured water, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and spring water is naturally structured. And so I just ozonate it. I don't like RO water or distilled water because it'll rip minerals, good minerals with the bad. So I just, I'm ozonating my spring water and I'm drinking it to get the oxygen, the detox, the immune system boost, the X, you know, all of that. That's what I do. But then the rest of my water, I actually drink Mountain Valley water. Right. I have it delivered in five gallon glass jars. So I, I mean, I'm getting my minerals. I use, you know, a mineral salt, healthy salt. It's 20% minerals in my water. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to worry about the one or two glasses of ozonated water I have a day. That's uh, not, you know, that may not have that. So, but to go back to my question. So the ozone, the process of ozonating the water will, will remove, it'll remove the minerals. It'll, well, each mineral, see everything, whether it's where a do pathogen, they go? like yeah. it, it Everything has a contact time, a concentration of ozone, like the city of Los Angeles, ozonate sewage water, like at 50 part per million with these giant ozoneers, and they'll literally turn it into like crystal clear drinking water, sewage. Wow. Wow. And, wow. and so, but every mineral has a different time and some of them are harder to get rid of than others. And I see. so- it, what it's better to do, like for your lake house, is probably get a filter that's really good at removing iron. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, you know, use a UV light, you know, yeah. to kill, you know, pathogens and then just ozonate based on as you a know, last step. getting. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah. The the iron removal is the is the it's the big it's the big nut, really, because I think that's the hard part we kind of need to get on that because I'm getting a little bit tired of schlepping jugs of water because we're boat access. So you got to oh, go yeah. buy it, put it in the car, get loaded onto the boat, get it off the boat. Like, <laughs> there's nobody delivering the water to my cottage. Let's be clear. It's me, <laughs> right, my husband yeah. and whoever else is coming. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to have to get your, you to have a dream about my water system at my cottage someday. <laughs> Okay. So, so we were drinking ozonated water in proper proportions to, for our health, to reduce our, really we're reducing the pathogenic load in the, in the body. And to your point, what you're doing is you're making life a little easier for your immune system. It's just, it's, you know, the immune system often, often we get sick when we, when our system gets overwhelmed. So what we're doing here is we're reducing that toxic load. We can, if we, I have a doctor who is well-versed in these procedures. We can do the ozonation of the blood where your blood literally gets drawn out, flowed through a machine, ozonated, and then brought back into your body. And there are doctors that are doing this multiple times in one sitting, which I know for people with Lyme and certain other pathogenic issues can be really an effective way to, to help them, again, reduce their toxic load. Right. And there's the insufflation that we're talking about where, 
again, you have to do that under medical supervision, do you think? Or is that more of a DIY at home thing? There's people that buy the machines that do it themselves too. And do, so do you have to be careful about dosage and how often you do it in that sense? Because your body, yeah, like you, you absorb stuff. That's why, you know, suppositories is such an effective way of delivering even supplements sometimes. You know, drinking ozonated water is not going to increase your body oxygen metabolism as much as if you do encephalation. Interesting. Uh, But encephalation can be really strong. Mm. You know, you can have uh, digestive upset, bloating. You can have some really strong reactions to it. it. It's hard to keep up a encephalation regime. Well, I would think you know. it has to do with die off, right? Like, I mean, if you're, if you're going after pathogens, you know, you're doing rectal encephalation, they release stuff when they die. Yes, they do. Yeah. It, it definitely goes after them. It's uh, just goes right up that port of Blaine and it hits the bloodstream. So it is really going after a lot mm-hmm. and which and a lot of people that do that are really, you know, have major health issues, you know, they're down for the count, so to speak. And so you have to really do baby steps. That's where I like start teaching people now, you know, get the ozonator, start, you know, lowering your overall load, making your food safe and boosting your oxygen now. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go to like that extreme because everything we do, it takes time too. And then yeah. trying to get it into your routine and to be dedicated to it, to have it transform your life, you know? Yeah. So, so, so when, if somebody's just starting to drink ozonated water, then you probably, you're not, it sounds to me like you're not recommending that they start chugging a liter or a gallon of it a day. Like, you Oh, start actually little everybody's, everybody's different. I've had people that drank four ounces of ozonated water that are calling me saying that their migraine and headaches are gone. (laughs) Then I've got people drinking four ounces ozonated water telling me that they've got a migraine headache. Right. That they never have. Right. And, and so it's like, almost like start small, (laughs) like two ounces. (laughs) And this is the other thing. This is the other mistake people make is, Oh yeah. Ozonated water is great. So I'm going to, swallow my supplements with it. And I, and I, and I state over and over is half an hour before you eat anything or take anything or two hours after you've eaten. So empty stomach. So empty stomach does not mean taking the supplements with it because then it's going to negate it's, it's going to use up that oxidation Then it's going to break down the good stuff and not make it as effective. So you've shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. So you see empty stomach when you're Mm -hmm. drinking ozonated water for sure. And then I have people that do, cause you can, you can ozonate water. Like the machines that I have are a Corona discharge. So they have 0.003. So that's very little nitric acid, but that is not considered suitable for encephalation, even though it's 0.003. That's three one thousandths. Yeah, that's that's too much, but you can get away with ozonating water with the Corona discharge generator and doing an enema. So then I had people going, oh, mixing their coffee enema water with ozone, then they're ozonated. I'm going, no, no. <laughs> it's like we need the caffeine and the palmitic acid in the, the enema solution for your coffee enema to cause, you know, it to go up the portal vein and, and increase bile production. And so we don't want to again use up our oxidation of the ozone by breaking down those good guys. It's like, then you have two procedures that are less effective. Right. So they're neutralizing neutralizing each other, neutralize each other. So you're, and actually coffee enema is another thing that you talk about. So it's an interesting because coffee enemas also upregulate glutathione production. 600%. 600%. 600%. So we want to do these apart. 
Yeah. So there's just like, don't breathe it. Don't mix it with stuff well, when you're don't drinking Don't take your supplements it or, with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's just a few, few tips and tricks to, to make it, uh, you know, easy to use. Um, uh, the other side benefit of like cleaning your, I don't know, years ago, before I knew about ozone, I used to like take a teaspoon of bleach to like a gallon of water and then rinse all my vegetables and everything and dry them. And then they would last longer and it would kill the mold on them. So then my allergies and my candida wasn't so bad. Well, now we don't have to use bleach. We can use ozonated water to clean all that. And then they last so much longer. Well, that's so interesting because I know that a couple of years ago, I heard about, I read about rinsing because berries go bad so fast, right? So clearly right. berries are prone to mold and, and all because, the, you know, they have no skin, really. Their skin is the surface. Um, and just rinsing them with, um, I think it was one to 10 parts, apple, like vinegar, apple cider vinegar and water would reduce, I guess it kills a lot of the spores. Right. And you get to keep your strawberries or your raspberries a lot longer. But I guess ozone kind of takes it next level. (laughs) Actually, I had a strawberry farmer call me and he was wanting to spray his plants with ozonated water. He wanted to know part per million. He wanted to know, can you spray during bloom? so on and so forth. So I spent like two hours reading all the studies about ozonated water and strawberries. And one of the studies I read was interesting that when you sprayed them with ozonated water, the nutrient value went up in the berries. No kidding. No, it actually improved the nutrient content in the berries. Wow. Besides killing all of the you know, mold and mildew and everything that strawberries are susceptible to. Yeah, and then, yeah. then you can spray them during the bloom and, and everything. So it's a real game changer for people raising strawberries, as well as all kinds of other uh, crops. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. I, I read a study, you know, for gardeners out there. Uh, I read a study on using ozonated water on onions and cucumbers and it got rid of all the powdery mildew and the side effect from foliar spraying. Just spraying the leaves. We're talking about spraying the leaves here. Yes. Yes. That the production of produce increased as high as 40%. So it's like, really? here's still the ground that you're growing on. You spray it, it's healthier. It produces 40% more produce. Crazy. So for a home gardener, so for someone who's got like their little vegetable garden at home, you could, I mean, we need your next invention that's bigger than a mason jar because you'd spend your yeah. whole day making ozone well, actually, <laughs> So outside, because of the air, you don't have so much problem with the ozonated water because also okay. see, see the bubblers are what we call diffusion, mm-hmm. but there's another method to get ozone dissolved in water. And that's through in Venturi injection that's under pressure. But I have a machine that's on legs. It has a handle. You screw a hose going in it. You screw a hose going out of it. And it uses Venturi injection, which then dissolves 85% of the ozone gas into water. So you hardly have any coming out in the air. And then it's super concentrated, but it's immediate. So then you can use like a coil sprayer Mm -hmm. and you can spray your plants. So no more chemicals for mold and mildew. And your plants will grow stronger, and then it actually reduces the 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 larvae that yeah. will hatch for insects that can harm the plants. And so it's like a real game changer for your home garden. And we have a portable unit. It's called the Trioxy Complete. That uh, is pretty amazing. I actually have some people who grow 4-H animals. And so when they go out and slop the hogs every day, they use a hose sprayer and they spray down the pens. And an interesting thing happened. 
they didn't have any flies hatching. It was killing the fly eggs. And so they wow. didn't have to put miticide around the animal eyes anymore. Yeah. And then they, then they have it hooked up to the watering system for the chickens and they don't have to scrub out the water troughs anymore because there's no algae. That's so interesting. But so is there is there any chance that it would harm beneficial? Because we know there's beneficial bugs like bees and things like that. Do we have any sense of of the effect on things like like pollinators? Well, so once the bug is hatched and grown, Mm -hmm. it just makes them healthier. It doesn't hurt any living you know, organism. So as far as bees, if they're flying by with the ozone and water, it's not going to hurt them at all. So, but it was, so it was going after the fly larvae, not the flies themselves. Right. Exactly. Okay. So that's interesting. Cause I can't run around killing the mosquitoes at my cottage just by. No. <laughs> no. And the deer flies. I hate deer flies. <laughs> we need a zapper. We need a good zapper. Um, right. Well, okay. they make this thing that's got an attractant and it's powered by a propane tank that the mosquitoes, it'll clean up like acres of areas to where you can be mosquito free because they're all going to go to that thing and it'll suck them up and then. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, like I get I'm I'm conflicted about these things, right? Because ultimately the mosquitoes feed the birds, even though they feed on me. You know, <laughs> we, th- th- it is part of a food chain, like at some <laughs> level we have to. When we're in nature, we have to put up with nature even some of the things that we don't like as much. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, you know, we, we run around exercising our will on all parts of nature and eventually we end up throwing something completely out of balance. But definitely, I mean, look, being able to ozonate the water for, you know, for pigs and making it that there's no flies around that are making them miserable, not bringing anything to beneficial to their lives or getting rid of the algae in the water that you're watering your chickens is going to improve their lives and ultimately the food that you get from them, but be it eggs or. And another thing that they told me, cause you know, H1N1 bird flu is big. Yeah. And I mean, at different times they're killing millions of chickens because it's highly contagious, yeah. but ozone kills bird flu like on contact. So this one rancher that, was you know feeding the the chickens with the ozonated water he noticed that they were drinking more water and every year when all the chickens would hatch they would have a certain percent that would die Mm -hmm. after he started using ozonated water he had zero deaths you're kidding no and so it's just like really Ozone, ozonated water. Yeah, yeah, not just it's like a, it's a miracle, you know. It really it's, is. There was actually there was even a study on PubMed, excuse me, on PubMed that talked about they had done clinical trials on people with COVID and where they used now in this case, I think they were ozonating the blood. Again, this nobody was and there was no, not even in sufflation, but it, again, it was, they talked about it um, enhancing the, the effect of the antiviral drugs. But I wonder if what it was really, I mean, maybe it was doing that, but maybe could it have been just reducing the viral load so that the antiviral drug had less, there was just, you just had two, two powers at play instead of just one. Yeah. I, I, I have a tendency to agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I, it was really, and then there was another study for people with fibromyalgia. Again, they were using the, the, this was the blood treatment, but there was 55% of the people in this clinical trial had improved results. Like they felt better. And again, who knows, because fibromyalgia is so poorly understood if it's being driven by some kind of a pathogen, it kind of makes sense that you get rid of the pathogen and people are going to start to feel better. And then of course we know in dentistry that ozone has a huge, huge application, right? At least in holistic dental practices, right? um, where they're doing, I guess it's for root canals. If Mm -hmm. they're blowing ozone into the cavity. Right. Yep. That's very beneficial. Yeah. So it's pretty magical stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I ozonate water 
and I brush my teeth in ozonated water. Yeah. Well, it makes total sense. Just as a, you know, preventive and like swishing it around. I mean, I have a few prototype devices where it's (laughs) on certain faucets where I just turn it on. I mean, I don't have to make it. It just flows out of the faucet. So, you know, washing my hands, you know, it's like nothing. I mean, it's just like such a great way to, you know, be effective at germs. You know, it's like with, with COVID, you know, think of all the super bugs we've created with all these hand sanitizers. Yeah. And the microbiome disruption on the skin. I mean, it's yes. People who've been with the antimicrobial, antibacterial soaps, it's been, I'm sure it's been, and I mean, COVID has been a disaster in so many different ways. <laughs> right. Like I just read something yesterday about the the tonnage of masks ending up in the ocean right now. Yeah, is... but we banned straws. Well, <laughs> I mean, we needed to ban straws, straws too. Yeah. It's just that we replaced them with the damn masks. So it's just... More than yeah, exactly. straws. <laughs> exactly. So I think we've done such a good job digging into ozone today. I'm so proud of us, Eileen. <laughs> yes, we did good, I think. I think so. I this think people feels- can understand, you know, and not be scared of it. It's like they hear about the ozone layer and they're going, oh, ozone is bad, you know. Yes. But it's used in every single industry, all the water bottle industries, you know, it's in dairy. They're using in vineyards. Uh, you know, there's just like about every single industry using ozone. And so it's something that, you know, they all have degassing systems, like 5% of the cost worldwide of ozone systems is degassing. Right. So it's neutralizing the the off-gassing so that. Right. That doesn't dissolve. And so that's, so, you know, I've got the patent that is actually going to get rid of all that expensive equipment. Like there's like these $20,000 hoppers where, they could have for less than a thousand dollars my gizmo, and then you don't even have to have electricity to continue to feed it to make it work. Wow! So I can hardly wait until I get that phase of my development going. I but I have twenty years because it's a YouTube patent. So cool. I won't so, wait that but, long. But but <laughs> so for those of us, for people who have an ozone bubbler that don't yet have the cool little mason jar with the what was it degasser with a degasser but those little marbles filter cap yeah the filter cap on it we can use our with with the yeah but but then you could use it outside and it would still be relatively we could use our units outside and be and be safe but for using it indoors you really need a unit like that that's going to neutralize that ozone so that it doesn't end up in your airspace or you have exactly. to run out of the room and then hold your breath, come back into the room, turn it off, hold your breath, run out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds highly impractical. So people end up breathing ozone gas is what they do. And then yeah. they don't realize that their indigestion and stomach ache is a direct result of. And nausea. Well, you know, it's it. interesting you mentioned yeah. that because I was going to see a practitioner and this was during COVID and she would run an ozone generator in the room in between patients. But I remember walking into that room a couple of times and feeling sick to my stomach because the smell was so strong that I was just like, oh my God, that stuff is nauseating. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, people love the smell. And I'm like, I don't love the smell and it makes me feel kind of (laughs) nauseous. So now I understand why. Although, you know, in her, in, in her case, I guess it was basically, she couldn't have it because it was during COVID and they were, it was six of one, because I would imagine it would have pretty much eradicated any COVID hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So have we left anything unsaid about ozone that you would like to share, Miss Eileen? Don't drink ozonated water right before bed. Right. Because it releases oxygen and you're going to feel all creative and energized. Great for lucid dreaming, lady. (laughs) It's a great way to break, like if you're really reliant on caffeine more Mm. than you should be. I mean, I drink one small cup of coffee a day, you know, but if you feel like you're really reliant on caffeine, 
doing adding ozonated water in the morning will give you that pick me up and you'll just be amazed at how energetic you feel and it can help you you know if that's one of your goals is to reduce the amount of caffeine you're consuming this is the hack to do it. You won't feel like you're depriving yourself of anything. (laughs) Well, or for that mid-afternoon slump, I'm sure it would be perfect for that as well, right? Just don't take, so you don't want to take your supplements with it. You don't want to mix your coffee enema with it. Um, You want to have it on an empty stomach. And let's say after dinner, we're in a no-zone free zone. Right. Okay, done. Perfect. Thank you. So as we close, let's tell people where they can find you and where they can find your fabulous things. And I think we had a discount code for people to use if they went to your website. I just can't remember where it was. I will uh, reactivate it because it's expired. Ozone 15. Okay. So ozone 15. It's going to take 15% off of any of the ozone products. Amazing. So that's creatrixsolutions.com is your website. Creatrix yes. being create kind of like creative only with an X at the end. Yeah. Solutions. T-R-I-X. Creatrix. T-R-I-X. Yeah. Yeah. Solutions.com. And you have an Instagram page as well. That Are you on Instagram as well? or Yeah. Yes. It's Creatrix Solutions. Yes. Perfect. Any other, anything else, any other place people can track you down? Well, I mean, I've got YouTube channel, SoundCloud, you know. And what's your YouTube channel then? Also Creatrix Solutions? Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Creatrix. You kept it consistent. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our discount code people is ozone 15 and it's at creatrixsolutions.com. All of this will obviously be in the show notes. And thank you so much, Eileen, for coming back and for doing this episode with me. I just love this deep dive into ozone. This was so informative. Well, you're very welcome. Anytime. All right. Well, next time we'll pick another topic. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.